0: Time for Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're really glad you're joining our conversation.
1: This series on repairing torn hearts and relationships has been so popular that we've decided to extend it.
0: We've found that the heart of healthy relationships is empathy. Everybody needs to feel understood and cared for.
1: When there's been hurt feelings or conflict, we especially need to give and receive empathy. Empathy is the way to repair a relational tear.
0: If you haven't subscribed to Soul Talks yet, we hope you'll go on your phone's podcast app or iTunes and get connected. And while you're there, we'd appreciate it if you'd give us a star rating and a comment.
1: Christy, was so exciting that recently we heard from a new friend in Zambia, Africa.
0: Yeah, this year God's given us lots of opportunities to intersect with His body in Africa.
1: Yeah, I'm amazed by that. Well, this is Regina Katati Mumba, and she is with the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Assisi. And she lives in a rural area of Zambia, and she listens to Soul Talks each week. And she says that Soul Shepherding is my soul partner.
0: Yay! (laughs) I
1: am always enriched by you sharing your heart, and it helps me to rest from too much work and to connect with the Lord.
0: Oh, thank you Regina. I love that.
1: We've had quite a Africa connection. So we met another new friend from Africa just last week.
0: Yes, we had Martin come from Uganda and join us for TLC. And it was just so special to have him with us and get to know him and get a, a feel for his ministry there as a worship leader in Uganda and his testimony just, just really a great blessing and we're looking forward to our next TLC. We're going to have another couple from Africa. They're the ones coming from South Africa. We haven't met them yet. Looking forward to that. Next week, we're meeting with a couple who've been missionaries the last nine years in Uganda, who we've known before they went, and looking forward to reconnecting with them.
1: So we love Africa. We love yeah. the people of Africa and the pastors and, and others who are serving the Lord there. It's very fun to have these connections and following Jesus together and sharing Our hearts on the journey and what God is doing and the things that we're hoping for, the things that we're struggling with and finding God's grace in the midst of all of it. Yes. And, you know, we read in James chapter one, some really important verses for us, Christy, been important in our marriage, our family, and our work as psychotherapists. And this last decade, our soul shepherding ministry, James says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. And slow to become angry, for people's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Listening, it's a big deal.
0: It is a big deal. But it's, I think the heart of that scripture and all that scripture tells us, and really God's heart and his instructions to us to listen, are to listen in love. Or One of the main expressions of that that we have put an emphasis on is listening with empathy. Yeah.
1: Empathy is a word that we use a lot, but uh, some people say, well, what is empathy?
0: Well, it's a good question. It's a deep thing. It's a deep concept. Mm -hmm. It's an abstract concept, but it's really putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, really seeking to understand what it's like to be them, their personality, their thoughts and emotions and circumstances really trying to understand and listen to understand and to you know. So there's a, there's a curiosity involved in that, listening with a curiosity of what what's it like, an effort to really understand and have some compassion in that understanding rather so, than understand a judge or, I mean, mm-hmm. you
1: know. Some people say, well, that seems sort of clinical or like being a counselor or how do you respond to that?
0: Well, I couldn't kind of understand that because we're trained to do that as counselors and if you've gone to a counselor to receive counseling, hopefully you've received empathy I in that sure context. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but our hope is that that wouldn't be the only place that you receive empathy. You know, oftentimes we have people that will meet with us and they'll walk and they're like, Oh, I just feel like my soul just got a shower, like I've been at a soul spa, you know, mm-hmm. and it's because they've received empathy. Yeah. And yet the reality is we need empathy more than just in the counseling office.
1: Yeah, we often tell people when we're giving them coaching, sometimes we coach couples and how to listen and care for each other with empathy. And of course, we do this with individuals uh, separately also. But we tell them that, well, you know, when you're first learning to practice empathy, it, it probably will come across sort of clunky and forced because for a lot of people, it's not natural. They weren't raised with that sort of quality of conversation that's heart to heart and listening and trying to peel back the layers of the onion to understand better what somebody feels.
0: Yeah. Well, if you haven't received empathy or you haven't learned to give it, it can be hard to trust it, that it's authentic, that it's real. Mm -hmm. But if you've received it, really received it and you haven't defended against it, you haven't been, you know, suspicious thought that it's just somebody, you know, acting or using a technique or something, but you've really trusted that they are empathizing with you, that they care and that they want to understand and they do understand and they're with you in your emotions and your experience, if you've really received it, then you get a better vision for how to give it. And then if you've really given it where you've really felt empathy for somebody else, then that, that helps too. It helps you to trust it, that it's genuine, it's real, it's powerful, and it's helpful.
1: Yeah, so we like to say we empathize with one another because God first empathized with us.
0: Yes, yeah. And that's
1: a paraphrase of 1 John four nineteen, just substituting the word empathy for love. Mm-hmm. Because It's a uh,
0: powerful form of love.
1: Yes, indeed. And so in, in God's love comes to us, of course, perfectly through Jesus Christ, and, and the Bible testifies to that. But the, the, the Word of God itself also explains that the, the most basic, ordinary, and in many sense primary is in daily way that we receive God's love and empathy is through the body of Christ. It's through relationships with one another where we bring the love of Christ to each other.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Empathy can be a form of following Jesus's command to bear one another's burdens. Mm,
1: Yeah. From Galatians 6. I I like to use different words sometimes for empathy. So like uh, the word tenderhearted listening.
0: Mm, That's good. It's actually
1: a phrase, a few words put together there. But I think that connotates, and you you were talking, Mm -hmm. honey, about curiosity, to have empathy is, you know, you put yourself in somebody's shoes with curiosity and that's meant to be something that's from the heart, it's natural, it's, it's organic, it, it's not something that's clinical or sterile or, you know, forced, you know, we're trying to make something happen or just parroting back what somebody says. And we're talking about a genuine interest and a softening of your heart to somebody where you just want to get inside their skin and, and know what it's like to be them and then communicate the understanding that you're getting to see if you're getting it right.
0: Yeah. Or listeners might relate if you've ever watched a movie or read a a novel where you've really felt for the character, you've really felt their emotions, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe the, what in the story they're experiencing a big loss and you felt just tremendous grief with them or sadness for them. That's a form of empathy. And so, you know, that we can learn it that way too, except that in that case, you're not really loving the person because they're not present with you. You're not in a relationship with them. But if you let yourself feel that way for somebody you are in relationship with... It could be very healing, the power of loving your neighbor that way.
1: Yeah, every relationship and family, friendship, uh, relationship with closeness where we're partnering in ministry, even in work. uh, Certainly people we're going to church with in a small group with, for instance. Empathy is going to make it better.
0: It is. And so, you know, as kids, we're often trained to say, I'm sorry if we hurt somebody. Or, you know, when there's been a tear, as we're talking about in a relationship, to make repair, you know, you're trained, we'll say, I'm sorry. So we learn that and that can be important. But if there isn't empathy with that, it's something we just discount and realize that it just almost becomes a formality and we learn not to trust it anymore.
1: And so this was fundamental to the whole process with uh, the Coast Hills leadership team and uh, Ken and Susan Baugh. And we spent the last four weeks on Soul Talks having conversations with them about their experience when there was a church conflict at the church that they were leading with 1,500 people in it, you know, a large church here in Southern California, and things went went sideways when Ken was under a lot of stress, and he's been sharing about that on on Soul Talks and in our Soul Shepherding devotional emails. So we just want to come back to that, circle back to that here, and just say, yeah, so what was so fundamental, if there was just one thing we could point out and say this was the key— to the progress that was made in in reconciliation regarding the conflict there, we'd say it was empathy,
0: mm-hmm. mutual right on both sides. That's right. Yeah, because we work with a lot of pastors who've been really hurt and people that have been really hurt. And when there isn't the empathy, the forgiveness work is a lot harder. And the feelings of I'm sorry are harder to really believe, trust, internalize. And, you know, we don't have to hear an I'm sorry or a, Empathy, in order to forgive, thankfully, God's grace yeah. you can enable us to forgive without that. But it sure goes a long ways in helping us forgive and heal and reconcile.
1: Some people say to us on this subject, they say, well, you know, what's really important to me is, yeah, I'm sorry, that's a start, but I, I want to see change. I want to mm-hmm. see action. I want to yeah. see a turnaround.
0: Yeah, well, there's not going to be a change and turnaround if there is an empathy on both people's hearts. Ah, so share more about that.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, because the change that needs to happen needs to go on that deep of a level where there's Mm -hmm. really a deep compassion and empathy and understanding for what each person's part is in it and how they were experienced by the other and how the other person felt in the relationship and in the impact and in the tear, the conflict.
1: Yeah, so the three go together. When there's been a breach, um, harm that's been caused, to take ownership and responsibility and apologize, of course, is essential to have conversation where we we understand one another and we process and there's compassion and empathy. That's really important. And then making a change so that we don't keep harming the person. We don't keep disrespecting them. That's important too. Mm -hmm. But they all three go together, don't they?
0: They really do. I remember one time where I was in a time of prayer with the Lord, and just saying, you know, I love Bill so much, but I want to love him better. How could I love him better? And the answer God gave me was He He led me to empathize with how it is for you when I have a selfish agenda mm. that I'm wanting something I'm wanting from you in order to feel loved. I'm
1: just hearing this for the first yeah, time. I know. This is incredible. <laughs> when, when did you have this prayer time with the Lord?
0: Well, it was probably. Oh, close to 20 years ago. 20 years ago? And I'm just hearing it now on Soul Talks. I feel so loved hearing about this. Wow. Well, well, because I think I was, you know, I was wanting to grow in my ability to love you. And the Lord knew I was ready for Him to show me that I could grow in empathy for you. Mm. And if I grew in empathy for you and understanding of how you felt loved, that would help me to let go of some of the ways I wanted to be loved by you.
1: What a blessing. I'm so glad we're doing soul talks. <laughs> I might have gone another 20 years before I heard this.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> You're wonderful at empathizing with me. It's, it's such an incredible gift of grace from well, God through you, the way that you listen to me and uh, tune into the things that I'm feeling.
0: Well, thankfully, God has helped us both to really learn to empathize with each other. And it's gone a long way in our growth in love and also in reduction of conflict in marriage. Because before that time, I can remember there would be conflict because I was trying to get you to love me the way I wanted to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't paying much attention to empathizing with how it felt for you and how it would be for me to pay that attention to how you want to be loved.
1: And that's and that the key to empathy, it's, it's the golden rule. Mm-hmm. We, people don't realize that the golden rule is about empathy. It's not just about kindness. It's about the kindness that comes out of empathy. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. To actually accomplish that, well, requires tenderhearted observation and listening Mm -hmm. and attentiveness to somebody to understand, well, how would they feel loved? Because personalities are different and people, needs, and the seasons of life that they're in are all different.
0: Yeah. And the way I wanted to be loved is I wanted to be pursued But it was like God showed me, no, Bill's going to feel more love if you give him space. If you empathize with him and how his personality and his needs, he's going to feel most loved if you can give him space and if you could support his ideas.
1: Yeah. And of course, I've learned that, well, you need connection. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, moving your way Mm -hmm. with interest. And when I show you that, well, I see you, honey, I Mm -hmm. I hear you, I want you. (laughs) Yeah. You told me one time that you feel love when you're seen. Heard and wanted. Yeah. And so there's a, an, an energy and an initiative going towards you. And when you experience me moving towards you with, with interest and with my heart open to you, that's when you feel really cared for.
0: Yeah. But it's not just the awareness of those facts that changed us in our ability to love each other. It's you empathized with me and how it feels when I don't feel seen her and I want it. And the impact that had on you helped you to realize oh that hurts i want to give that to her so she doesn't feel that
1: pain yeah well let's talk about an example what's, what's okay. come up recently that between us that we need to work through maybe
0: okay well so um, last night i remember feeling some anger inside because i had made myself stop working to go down and make dinner and worked hard on you know planning dinner and getting it ready and You know, I don't love to cook, (laughs) but I like to eat. um, But there's a lot in cooking that comes with it, with timing. You're trying to time all these different dishes and all these different uh, things that that make up the meal and timing that so it'll all be cooked to perfection right at the same time. And and then I want to eat it as soon as possible because I know it's going to taste the best right then.
1: Okay. I think I know where you're going here. (laughs) I I was late getting down to dinner. Yeah. yeah. And so that was frustrating for you Mm -hmm. because you put this time and energy into the meal. And you've talked with me about this before a number of times. And I'm recalling now, I was working on the uh, the Enneagram training that I did for uh, 25 pastors here at Saddleback uh, Church nearby. And I was very into my studies and preparations for that. And so I was trying to finish up. And a minute, um, I mean, 10 minutes feels like a minute to me in that situation. And so, so yeah, the food was getting cold. This is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it helped me to have empathy for you to think he's really focused on this. He's probably in a flow. He's probably feeling a lot of pressure to get down here because we have talked about this. Um, but it's it's really hard for him because he's going to lose these thoughts if he doesn't get them down on the computer and he really would help him be more present with me and enjoy the meal more if he can have some closure to this, and so that helped me to have that, that's empathy. That's all true. For
1: you. I appreciate that consideration. That's very caring. You're really putting yourself in my shoes there, because yeah, I'm really focused, and it's hard for me to step out of that.
0: So having that empathy for you, it helps me then not take it so personally and not feel so angry and slighted as if you don't care about how hard I've worked.
1: But sometimes you feel uh, disrespected, mm-hmm. and so well, let's yeah, talk I was more before, about that.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I feel disrespected, like you're not valuing my work and how the sacrifice I'm making to set things aside to prepare the meal, the energy I'm putting into that, and and I, you know, and I get disappointed because it's hard for me because I feel like it's not just the dinner, but it's also maybe that you're not anxious or excited to come and be with me. Like maybe your work's more important to you. Sometimes I can interpret it that way too and feel disrespected that way All the
1: times we've talked about this, I never heard that part of it. So you're feeling like I'm not drawn to be with you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I probably connect that too.
1: Yeah, so when I come down for dinner on time, in addition to feeling like I'm valuing you and the meal preparation and what you've made for us, you are also feeling like I'm choosing to be with you Mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. And So you're, you're feeling wanted and cared for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, di- I didn't do that. And even though you gave me a warning, you said, you know, the dinner would be ready in 10 minutes or whatever. And I heard that and I was gearing myself, but then I lost track of that. And so, yeah, you felt disrespected, but you were disrespected and I'm sorry about that. And this conversation is helping me to get uh, more in tune with your heart and your experience on this. And you know, I really want to do better. I'd like to say, oh, this will never happen again. But
0: (laughs) We both know that's not true.
1: (laughs) This is a challenge for me.
0: It is. But I do appreciate your empathy and your listening and your caring and your understanding, you know, how I feel and your sensitivity to that. And I think that will help you. I think you will remember that when I say dinner's ready. And so thank you.
1: Well, I want to keep this in the category that Christy feels loved and cared for Personally, mm-hmm. like I'm being drawn to connect with you when I'm on time for the dinner. And it reminds me of the conversation we've had when you come home from work or from getting the groceries. That if I come down and I happen to be at home working from home sometimes in that situation. So, and if I'm here and I come down to greet you, it's like that really uh, warms your heart. That brings big shine on your face and you feel really. Loved and pursued and wanted, and all that good stuff that you need. If I come right down and say, Oh, happy to see you, honey. And
0: yeah, you've been doing that. It's been surprising me because sometimes I've been on the phone because I'm not expecting it. Or yeah, so
1: well, I've been working on that. I want to do that. I noticed that. Thank you, Lord. Help me to do that for Christy when dinner is (laughs) ready.
0: Well, thank you, honey. And for me to continue to empathize with you, that it's a huge sacrifice and effort for you to do that. so
1: There's just yeah. something in, in my brain and some men will relate to this, that uh, we just segment things, yeah. you know, I'm just in a box concentrating intensely working on something and it's like I'm wanting closure and it's like all I see in, in here.
0: Yeah. And I, mean, I can empathize with that and it helps me when I can to realize that, well, loving you is giving you that freedom and space and, and letting you get that closure more than it is maybe having a meal that wows your taste buds because it's perfectly prepared and hot when you, you know. Well,
1: I appreciate that. That's true. And yet Jesus was interruptible and I want to be too. And so I'm praying the Lord will help me be more that way, more attentive to you and uh, follow through on that so that you feel respected and uh, desired in that way. So, so yeah, so we've been talking about empathy and when I'm sorry is not enough. It's a good start, but we need some conversation, some tender-hearted listening and care. And then we need uh, to take hold of the hand of Jesus and make a change to really uh, respect and honor the person that we're in relationship with. And if you want to learn more about empathy, we have so many resources on our Soul Shepherding website on empathy. And if you just did an internet search on Soul Shepherding Empathy for Emotions, or just on Soul Shepherding Empathy, you would have one of our tags, which is a theme for articles. We have over 800 free resources on our website, and one of those is themed on empathy. And all those would come up with a a picture and a title, and you could peruse those articles and say, okay, which one is going to really help me take the next step in learning to be a better and more uh, soft-hearted, gracious listener to my family members, my friends, the people that I interact with on a daily basis.
0: Jesus, thank you. You're the wonderful counselor. We ask that you would be guiding each of our listeners, growing them, helping them to lean into the vulnerability that they feel, to grow in being able to give and receive empathy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Our prayer is that Soul Talks helps you to follow Jesus for deeper life and greater influence.
0: Many of you tell us that listening to Soul Talks each week and then sharing your thoughts and feelings with your spouse or friend has been a life-giving rhythm for you.
1: It's easy to use the share button on your podcast app or iTunes to pass on Soul Talks to your friends.
0: Also, all of our podcast episodes are on soulshepherding.org so you can paste a link into an email.
1: We love hearing your comments and questions. You can connect with us on our website, on social media, or by replying to our weekly Soul Shepherding devotional email.